All right, welcome back. This is a bonus episode. I'm here with Matt Tembo from Inspire Realty Buyers Advocates in Brisbane. If you haven't listened to the last episode, we were talking about all things property. Matt, let's keep chatting. Mm. Um, Give us your gems, your tips on how to go about finding a property and also some tips on buying a property. Thanks, Locke. Yes. Uh, My tips on finding a property is use your head, not your heart. Um, especially mm. if you are buying for investment purposes. Now, I often get the question, hey, what's the right investment to buy right now? I don't think I, I don't think that's the right question. What's the right investment property for yourself? Because an investment mm. property, for instance, encompasses your current income, your future income, any commitments you may have, like children, like family, or any plans that you have. So you need to factor that into your invest investment property. So I would really caution people to really put everything on paper right now and into the future. And then from there, work backwards to figure out which is going to be the right investment vehicle essentially for yourself. Mm, so using your heart's not a strategy? <laughs> no. Yeah. Don't get the prettiest house. <laughs> yeah. That's not, it's not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. What's some more tips for uh, finding a home? And this, can apply, I guess, can apply for owner-occupiers or investment property, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I would also say look outside your bubble, right? So I think mm. typically most of us would like to buy, a, uh, you know, if it's an investment property, we're only exposed to what we know, which is where we live, right? So we think mm. that you know, this suburb is going to be the best one or we think the type of property that we live in if it's going to be an apartment or if we live close to a cafe or if we live close to the city or if we live close to the country, there's all these biases that we have and mm. that's just because of where we are, right? So ideally, you want to start thinking outside your bubble, right? So mm. envision, imagine another city, another LGA, another place. And this, again, goes back into the research side of things. How much has it grown? A big part of what I do is that I look at trends in particular things like government spending how much you know development's happening in an area um and then you know from there i get to make an inference as to what's the previous capital growth and what's the future capital growth so i think it's things like this where you are looking at um the emergence of of, of a new location or a suburb versus again the hard stuff oh i like it because it's you know got my favorite cafe <laughs> um yeah so I would say try and look outside your bubble, um, outside your city, your state, your LGA. So buying an investment property across the road might not be the the best option. Maybe even owner occupiers as well. If you can't afford where you're renting, um, yeah, have a look outside and what neighboring suburbs might be a little bit cheaper that Mm. you can actually get in and still be close to where you want to be. Yeah. I think for the younger generation as well, um, you know, another concept potentially is rent vesting. You know, which has which taken off, uh, I suppose, in the last five years, where because you know location is so important, but location can also, um, you know, be a detriment because you may live in a very nice area of town, <laughs> and it may just seem um, like too big uh, of, a, of a problem to tackle because it's two million dollars or a million dollars. So again, there is potential for you to think like an investor. It's, it's trying to put on your hat and thinking how can I best you know create value. If I'm investing in property right now with the budget that I have, right? which again goes into, hey, let me think, let me think outside where I live. I like that. 
what are some other tips around finding a home? Because it's hard to find a home right now. There's not, as we talked in the last episode, there's not mm. as many listings on at the moment. So we've got to get a little yeah. bit creative and look a bit deeper. You've got to be creative. You've got to, yeah, you, you, ha- you really have to like Sherlock Holmes and try and look at the nook and crannies where people are not going to look. So I find a really good one is um, where whatever region you're going for, you know, really talk to the real estate agents uh, because they've got their own mailing list, secret mm. email list. Uh, they've got off-market properties. I generally find that, um, you know, a lot of these uh, real estate agents, they, once a listing comes through, before they do the conventional marketing, you know, photos, drone shots, all that, uh, they pop that listing onto their website first, right? So mm. if, you know, if you've got a relationship uh, with that agent, it, it may end up coming to you first just as a, as a newsletter, hey, new listing online. And that now you've got, you know, three, four days uh, head start to go and have a look, um, you know, make your considerations, look at your budget uh, before you pounce on the property. So mm. I'd say it just create those relationships with those real estate agents. Mm. Cool. Um, and I would also encourage um, things like Facebook groups. I know, I know old school, right? Who uses Facebook? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a small proportion of people still using Facebook. And, and Facebook, there's a lot of groups uh, where it's called, you know, off market ex suburb, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And, yeah. I saw one of these recently yeah. for uh Tari Gindi in Brisbane. Yeah. And people just post homes that they're thinking of selling. That's right. There there is neat. a proportion of people uh who are averse to using a real estate agent. So they're like, hey, I'll just pop this in you know the community group, you know, <laughs> and you know, I'm selling my home, come and have a look. And yeah, so you could find a good deal um in like Facebook groups. Um yeah, believe it or not, Gumtree. Um yeah, so, yeah, so there's always a deal um, on, on all these platforms. I've got a, I've got a tip I'm going to throw in here. Knock on some doors if you have to. Uh, mm-hmm. When we moved into our suburb, there were a handful of townhouses um, that we knew were within our range. And so we just put a little letter in the letterbox as we were walking by. This. and yes. Yeah, and ended up connecting with one of the owners there. So, yeah, if you've got like a, I guess, a small pool of properties that you're looking at, it doesn't always hurt to knock on the door and or say hello to the owner as they're walking by and have a quick chat and ask them if they're selling. I, I have to say this one actually works. So I've seen you do it. I've also tried it as well. It definitely works because it's, again, a chance, isn't it? So once you pop that little flyer in, um, yeah, you do get people respond and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I definitely want to sell. And boom, off you go. So it's mm. you have to be unconventional uh, when you're trying to find a property. And be creative. Very creative. Um, yeah, and I mean, you can also use a buyer's agent. That's the shortcut to all of this. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the ultimate hack. <laughs> I can help you. Okay, what about what about when it comes to buying? So we found the property now, okay. and we're we're now in, we've inspected it, and we're thinking, you know what, we're going to go for this property. Like, what what happens then? Like, what are your tips there? Yes, um, I would say first and foremost, you need to do your due diligence. You know, get ready to pay for. You know, things like a building and pest inspection report. Um, also, have a look at things like the con- the local government area uh, council website to just, you know, just to look at what the council deems, um, you know, are, are the limits for this property. Are you allowed to build up? Are there any restrictions? Are there things like easements, for instance? Yeah, like, you know, so I find that some properties may have um, a sewer you know, running, you know, running past the side of the home or things of that nature, which means you cannot, there's no excavation allowed. 
right? So, so it's understanding that because you may think it's a good idea down the track to build a granny flat and realize, oh no, you know, <laughs> uh, there's limitations to this property. So it's digging up all that information pertaining to, you know, really how your council works and then also being informed about the things to look out for when you're purchasing a property. Yeah, I saw one do a, um, a pool on the down low. And as mm. they started digging, they found that sewer pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, don't don't assume that you can do something with a property, even even knocking out certain walls or changing yeah. the facade of the home, because you never know. That wall might be structural, that facade may be heritage listed, and you may find termites under the floor. So <laughs> yeah, you do you do need to do pay some money to get some reports and checks done on the home before you go into it. Absolutely. Even a recent one I actually just went through is um, I had a had a client and we got this really fantastic home. It was stunning lock. It was, you know, just character home, but they built out like a, uh, like a shed kind of structure at the back, which was spectacular. It had LED downlights on it, fans. <laughs> it was so cool. Um, only to find out that this was not DA approved. Right, so oh, right. <laughs> because it was not DA approved, you know, uh, essentially it could not be insured. Um, so then there was issues as to uh, if this thing breaks down and collapses, like who's responsible? And yeah. again, I, so we, we couldn't buy that property because of that particular issue. So it's just making sure you do your due diligence because you may see something and it just be so shiny uh, that you just get, oh my goodness, I love it. Um, and then it sounds like a COVID it. shed. It's a COVID <laughs> shed. Like- <laughs> Sounds like a COVID shed. Someone during COVID said, I'm going to build a shed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it- stuff the council. Uh- <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. What's, some more, what's some more tips around buying? So again, with the construction bit, don't assume that you can do the work. Do you find buyers wanting to buy a fixer-upper? Yeah, you know, particularly for us mm. in Brisbane, we've got a lot of Queenslander homes uh, you know, that are weatherboard or timber. And um, yeah, people just assume, yeah, I'll just go to Bunnings, you know, get some few tools and I'll just fix this until <laughs> you find it in a weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the boys, um, you know, until you find out that, you know, you can't move the wall or, it, you know, in, in many parts of Brisbane, especially that 5 to 10K radius, it's all heritage listed and, you know, you stumble upon termites and it just becomes a mess. So it's really important not to overestimate how much you can do. Uh, when it comes to renovations and construction. So if you're buying a home and you're thinking, I can renovate this, probably get a builder to quote you with a dose of reality and then make a decision. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially right now with the way that construction is, uh, you will get a reality check. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Another one I would also mention is, um, I think, patience over speculation. Mm. Right. So when you're buying a property, it's important to really have, and this is more of a mindset, heart set, I like to call it, um, check where you need to um, you know, give yourself limits because you can get mm. overwrought by things like, I really like this property uh, and this mm. is it. Uh, whereas mm. the property market, you know, it goes in ebbs and flows. And so it's, it's just trying to be patient, work within your limits, work within mm. your budget. It's, it's better for you in the long term. Yeah, not speculate. Mm, this is yeah. the one it's gonna go up <laughs> yeah this is it this i must is... i must get in if you're saying that to yourself just pat pat on the back <laughs> but but stop <laughs> exactly yeah, so, yeah, and just be patient mm. yeah um and and i think with you know with things like that you need to have a team so 
Yeah, so I think it's essential for you to make sure that, you know, when you are buying a property, you've got a mortgage broker in your corner. It's also key to have a great solicitor who can help, you know, help you really structure the contract and make sure that settlement goes according to plan. Right? Mm. So these people are going to be great counselors in making sure that you come up with the right. Yeah. Well, especially from a lending point of view, you don't want to be um, committing to something that you actually can't borrow um, because you'll be stuck with a commitment that you can't finance. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's, I, I, can't, I cannot overstate how important it is to have your finance sorted, particularly when it comes to the negotiation front as well. So I think many mm. people do you know, think that, hey, when you go out and buy a property, whoever has the most money wins. Oh, I can, I can guarantee you it's, that's not the case, right? So I've had many deals where I've managed to purchase a property for a client uh, where we were not the highest bidder. But it was a matter of having the most strategic terms, right? Because mm. we've already done our due diligence. We've already mm. sorted our finance. We've essentially got formal approval. Uh, we know that we can go to you know, make an offer that is just conditional of building and pest. Yeah, and the building and pest can be four or five days. So from a mm. seller point of view, they view us being more, more sure, a more sure deal. Yes, we may be 10 grand lower than the next guy. But then the next person has to sell their home. You know, it's 48 days finance. You know, it's, it's just so drawn out that yeah. they'll rather go for us because we've got the tighter finance deal. Mm, okay. So by doing your work and getting ready, you can put yourself in a better place to be flexible and create negotiations that get you over the line and get you the home. It's really important remembering that the, pe- the people on the other side of the deal have emotions as well. And typically, if they're owner-occupiers, they want that certainty. Mm. Got one more tip. So the right time to buy is when your finances are ready and you, and you are ready. So don't wait you know, for external factors mm. you can control, right? Imagine <laughs> this was 2019, right? And you were saying, oh, you know what? I'll just wait um, for COVID to end and I'll buy my property, right? Property prices mm. really did not come down. So you'd still be holding your breath right now. So because we mm. still have COVID and property prices have not come down. So you don't want to have those conversations in your mind. Really, you want to try and as much as you can, you know, get, you know, a really good group of counselors around you so that you can make the decision. Mm. Yeah. So do your due diligence, get your team around you, be patient, but at the same time, don't wait for something like wait for interest rates to come down or wait for property prices to come down because that's that's not something worth holding your breath for. Yeah. Yeah. Great tips, Matt. Love it. Where can people find you if they want to connect? Yeah. So I, I am on the internet. So you can just go to matthewtembo.au and you can find all my links there. Uh, or if you're an Instagram person, just go Matt Tembo, buyer's agent. Yeah. Nice. We'll put a link in the show notes. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for giving us your tips on finding a home and buying a home. Thanks as always for listening to Mind Over Money, the podcast that helps Australians have finances that work. Make sure you share this episode with a friend. Uh, Give us a rating wherever you're listening to. And remember that this is not financial advice. If you want financial advice, you should talk to a financial professional. You can head to waymakerpodcast.com.au to connect with one of our wealth partners.